Hey, hipsters, welcome to the Hip Health is Power podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esperham Evans. Thanks so much for tuning in and supporting the podcast to help women and their families stay well, heal, and recover from chronic pain and illness. I am a triple board certified physician. I have certifications in the field of wellness, integrative and functional medicine and pediatrics, and I'm an avid homesteader. I'm a chicken whisperer, a wildlife lover, and I love Wonder Woman. We have a team of healthcare professionals here that provide real and evidence-based information to educate and provide resources for women wellness. And our goal is truly to build a community for all of us to teach ourselves that we are truly more powerful than we know and can heal if we put the work in. And I'm also legally obligated to tell you my disclaimer. The Hip Health is Power podcast and website offers information regarding health, wellness, medicine, supplements, therapies, nutrition, fitness, and well-being for educational purposes only. I am a physician, but not your physician, so you should not rely on this information to substitute or replace any professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or healthcare plan. Hey, hipsters, welcome to the Health is Power podcast. This is episode number 16, and I'm your host, Dr. Anna. And in this episode, I am going to share some super huge mamba jamba chronic health journey again, sort of one of the most painful, fearful, I guess, life draining experiences I've ever gone through that I hope nobody ever has gone through, but apparently many of us are going through. Um, even though this is, you know, mostly for women's health, it's, you know, touches women and men and that's chronic pain. And even as a pain trained physician, I finally understood how freaking painful pain can be. And I mean, when my patients say, when they say they have pain 11 out of 10 on the visual analog pain scale, I know exactly what they're talking about. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I never really was bothered by much pain as witnessed by my two and a half month experience living with peritonitis. As I said in my, you know, chronic illness health journey on the previous podcast episode, I, um, I never felt much pain until I started receiving that mandatory flu vaccination, uh, which helps us obviously be protected against uh, influenza, but something with my, you know, polyglandular autoimmune syndrome, um, something happened with that where I never really did associate, you know, this uh, flu shot with the pelvic pain, the myofascial pain, the severe myalgia, the malaise, the immune dysfunction, the muscle weakness, uh, and the anaphylaxis with that um, shot that occurred a couple hours and sometimes to a couple days afterward until my medical team started asking some questions, uh, which I honestly, you know, wasn't. So yeah, so some maybe neuroimmune challenge, what we figured out, some Guillain-Barre variant um, with my history of the polyglandular autoimmune syndrome I was diagnosed with several years back when I was on chronic steroids for six to seven years. We'll go into that later, of course. We'll kind of focus on pain today. But even though we have a cause of pain, you know, so if someone like lifts something heavy, for example, um, and develops, you know, pain, and then it's acute pain, but then it develops into chronic pain, or if somebody, you know, maybe tore, um, you know, a ligament or something like that, a sports injury, and then all of a sudden it develops into chronic pain, doesn't mean we have to stay in pain forever, even if there is a cause. Um, 
and that's just because we're so powerful as human beings, we really can change the way our pain pathways work and, way, and the way they fire. And, um, and so that's what we're gonna kind of go into today, um, which we're probably gonna have a few episodes on this because it's just so incredibly vast. I mean, we could have a whole podcast on pain itself. But regardless, I tried everything in terms of therapies. Um, well, maybe not everything, but it felt like everything to me. And as an integrative and functional you know, medicine doctor, an acupuncturist, pain trained doc, headache doc, I, I pretty much did you know, as much as I could. And um, it was like a full-time job, it, like a lot, a lot of self-care juju that I did. And, you know, I'm just super disciplined about self-care because I think health is our number one priority. And so I tried, you know, I definitely, it was already on the nutrition bandwagon because, you know, what, six or seven years ago, I, my fellowship in integrative and functional medicine really was mostly all about the nutrition fundamentals. And it's the foundation of our health or one of the foundations of our health. And I was already off all the foods that really bothered me personally, mostly that started after the peritonitis. And this is going to be different for everyone, by the way. It doesn't mean that people will have, you know, certain food sensitivities. Um, mine, unfortunately, you know, is just gluten. And, um, and currently, I, you know, I'm having some issues with you know, greens and roughage and raw foods. And that's in terms of Chinese medicine, that's kind of like a spleen chi deficiency, which, you know, is a whole different topic, but doesn't mean we have to demonize foods. It's just sort of paying attention to like, maybe there's, you know, something going on that we just might have taken a hit and just have to back off for a bit if something bothers up bothers us a little bit too much during that time. And, but most of the time we'll just get back on while healing takes place. Cause the gut can heal, you know, all the time. The gut is excellent at healing. You just have to kind of take care of it with healthy foods, nutrition, um, and then decreasing stress. Um, and so I also tried, um, well also do actually acupuncture and mox. I do my own acupuncture and I see a licensed acupuncturist as well, who's amazing. And it's definitely helpful. Um, it's always kept me afloat and, and kept me functional. And so I always just get maintenance acupuncture, you know, no matter what, but, um, during the hard times, during the difficult pain, you know, I'd go to acupuncture at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, um, because it, acupuncture helps decrease the, um, the active pain pathways basically. So it, it increases the pain pathways that stop the pain, um, so you do get quite a bit of benefit from this because it works more centrally and it can work long-term as well. Massage also was super helpful. I you know, can get these contracted muscle spasms and myofascial tension. And um, I also did myofascial release, which is a totally different massage experience, but really helps smooth out that fascia um, and gets it kind of back to its normal healthy self again. And so you can listen, I think it's um, episode number 15 and where we talk about um, myofascial tension and myofascial release as well. If you wanna check out that episode. Desensitization, this is where you really kind of work on your own body, being aware of um, the muscle pain, the muscle tension, the nerve pain, the skin pain. And this is where you pat, um, massage, um, rub out um, areas in your body. And it's kind of like, you know, when you hit your elbow, you want to rub that elbow. It really stops 
that pain from being overwhelming. Well, that's kind of how desensitization really works. So you just kind of work in those muscles. It's like its own acupressure. Um, and this has been shown to be um, extremely helpful even in the research studies. So I would recommend if you're having pain in certain areas of your body, just really rubbing that area. Um, if, you know, if you want to get like a vibrator, get a heating pad, um, you know, even a TENS unit, just some kind of desensitization to help decrease um, that pain locally. Uh, so there are neuromodulation devices and there are electrostimulation devices. People mostly know of TENS units, but there are more specific ones to chronic pain and some helped, some didn't. And we'll have a whole probably podcast episode on this one if you guys uh, want to learn more about this since it's kind of more easily accessible and it's not a pill to take. Then I also got nerve blocks, and those were for the severe neuralgia that kind of popped up all over the place. When the muscles start tensing up so much, it wraps around the nerves. And when it wraps around the nerves for a chronic period of time, those nerves get so irritated, it'll start having that shooting nerve pain in certain places in the body. So you'll kind of feel that burning nerve pain too. Um, Exercise, physical therapy, and movement. Um, I really did have to completely change the way I exercised when I developed that severe chronic pain. So you can check out episode 12 where exercise, when we talk about exercise, what is too much and what is enough, where Ann Clark, our you know, BSN and certified personal trainer, and I discuss kind of our journey with fitness while dealing with chronic pain and chronic illness. And then supplements, some people look into supplements and I've tried, you know, multiple and there's, you know, definite research showing that certain supplements help for certain types of pain like CoQ10, B vitamins, magnesium, amino acids, um, just to help kind of the mitochondria, which are our powerhouses of the cell, providing, you know, our nerves energy to work appropriately. And, and while it has been shown to benefit, it, I didn't see a whole lot of benefit myself, um, but there are different types of pain and CoQ10 and vitamin B2 and magnesium are very beneficial for migraines. Um, uh, preventively, it usually takes about eight to 12 weeks to work, but um, migraines, usually that's um, the one condition of chronic pain that those uh, supplements seem to help the most. Um, however, I did start 5-HTP um, and N-acetyltyrosine uh, to make serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Those are the main neurotransmitters that inhibit pain in the spinal cord. And I did have to take duloxetine, but I noticed that while taking duloxetine, which is a serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, and that extremely helped um, the muscle pain and the myalgias, um, but after a few months, it started to wear out, and some of the research that's shown that you can deplete you know, your serotonin and your dopamine norepinephrine, so you kind of have to build it with your amino acids using 5-HTP or N-acetyltyrosine. Um, those are the one amino acids that I use. Used at least, and it seemed to help me quite a bit. Um, sleep hygiene is super important. I'm going to go into a whole new episode on just sleep and pain on the research on sleep and pain, um, because um, if you don't get enough sleep, it actually worsens pain syndromes. And it's the most difficult thing to say because pain actually worsens sleep. And so it's such a uh, you know catch-22. I have an Aura ring, O-U-R-A ring. Um, it's like one of those computer kind of chips that, um, it, you know, tests your sleep and your respiratory rate and your temperature. Um, 
NASA astronauts use them. I don't have any financial relationship with them, but I um, actually love this um, product. I think it's phenomenal and can actually help people. And um, it just, when you're working on your sleep hygiene, you want to see results from it and you want to see how deep, you know, how well your deep sleep, your REM cycle is and your light sleep is and how well your um, kind of, uh, sleep cycle is working, you know, throughout the night. And if it, you're having trouble with it at any kind of sleep, you know, cycle throughout the night, then that's where you kind of need to concentrate on. And so we'll kind of go in into this, um, maybe a couple episodes down the road, but get this, this is the most important healing therapy, um, that, um, I, have ever worked through and that I've seen multiple patients actually work through um, that seems to have the most benefit. And that's working through the emotional pain. Um, and boy, even though I'm one tough chick, I was putting all that emotional junk into my body. I was kind of stuffing it somewhere deep inside and it definitely reached its stuffing threshold where the pain just became kind of unbearable um, that I could not keep going without paying attention to it, even though there was a specific physical hit um, that emotional pain made it that much worse. And so pain truly is a message. Um, it's a, it's kind of your lifesaver telling you something is wrong. Pull away, pay attention to me. Like, you know, when you accidentally touch the hot stove and you pull your hand away immediately. Um, or like when you have IT band syndrome and you need to change up your running routine or your route or your physical therapy or strength training. Um, so it's telling you something, it's a message. It's, um, and it's also, an opinion, it, um, it doesn't mean it has to stay around forever. Um, it just something needs to change and we have to work towards that change. And change is definitely hard. And so when you work through emotional pain, you know, that's one of the toughest situations. That's why we kind of stuff it into our bodies, into our muscles. That's why we tense up during stress is that we put it somewhere else so um, we don't mentally have to experience and work through it at that time. So when situations, relationships, or behaviors um, exhibited by others or even actually by our own selves, um, yeah, we sometimes mess up quite a bit and uh, have meltdowns, but whatever. Um, so when these situations arrive that don't really align with our authentic selves, it can cause dissonance. Um, it causes dissonance with our spirit, um, mind and body, our whole being. It shrieks out through developing pain when we're not aligned with our true authentic selves, um, when we're not connected um, with who we are, when we're not living out not necessarily our dream, but when we're not living out who we just truly are, um, which, you know, God gave us, you know, this greatest gift of being on this earth um, to really share our own gifts and kind of play out our own destiny. So for example, worrying about what other people think of you, trying to please others at the expense of yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, giving more than you can give, working in a job where there's that little whisper that you were meant for something more, or being with a partner who takes and takes and takes and takes and makes you feel empty inside, even though there are moments of caring 
definitely to reel you back in, to show you that it's going to work out, even though you know deep inside it's not worth it and it's kind of tearing you up and it's stealing your energy and maybe even causing pain. Um, or working with a colleague or multiple colleagues who clearly try to get out of doing their own work, leaving a big pile for you to handle or making extremely unfair causing resentment in the workplace. Um, I'm sure many of you can relate. Or it even can be a family situation where maybe our parents are not quite the idols we'd love them to be, or maybe they just don't see us for who we are and we never quite felt good enough around them. Or maybe we don't get the love we should receive from an immediate family member like a brother or sister even. Um, ultimately for me, I mean, there have been so many emotional upheavals and and that might be because I'm an empath, a highly sensitive person, an INFP, according to Myers-Briggs, uh, number four in terms of the Enneagram, where I feel everything. Um, and yes, it makes me a great doctor in certain situations, but it can also become extremely draining because I'm projecting and giving all kinds of energy to hold everyone up, you know, patients, colleagues, friends, family, um, um, and supporting them, being present for them. And if I don't give back to myself, you know, that's when I become ill. But one thing I've learned is that I always develop symptoms that hit me in certain places. Um, like there's a certain weakness, you know, in my body when I'm stressed or when I'm really doing something that's not aligned with me that I'm trying to, you know, do something to prove to other people that I can do something, for example. Um, so when I'm in chronic pain during med meditations, you know, I, God is really sending me a message that a situation is not quite right, that I'm holding on for dear life. And the pain is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to get out of here kind of sort of message. So, you know, for example, like recently when I started a new career as a headache pain phys physician several years ago, I kind of was overdoing it on all my research projects, clinical innovations, all this national board serv service that made me travel all the time on the weekends, away from my family, um, just being exhausted, working, you know, seven days a week. And then just to, in order to help elevate my team and contribute as much as I could. So I was just giving, giving, giving and overdoing it and burning myself out um, at both ends just to show how worthy I am. And that's sort of like, you know, the beginning of all that worthy, self-worth. Um, why am I so focused on that? And I think, you know, deep down inside, I think I've always had this emotional pain of not feeling good enough or being worthy enough. So then I'm showing everyone else that I am because I couldn't bring myself to feel worthy. So I'm letting, you know, everyone else validate my worth. And when I started journaling, I love journaling. I've been journaling since I was a kid. It's, it's just an amazing modality. And really, that's when the spirit is talking is, is through journaling. Um, and so you can really see that shift and be more aware of what your spirit is trying to tell you or what God is trying to tell you or whatever it is, that higher power of yourself or, or being um, is trying to tell you and, and give you this message. So I, when I was journaling, I just, I just started telling myself what I love about myself because there are so many wonderful qualities we have and we do need to celebrate ourselves. And so often we kind of dismiss it. We don't have enough time for it. We don't give ourselves that gift of time of celebrating ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess I started celebrating and I didn't necessarily celebrate like my accomplishments, you know, measuring my, you know, productivity is 
was just sort of another unworthiness journey for me again. And so even though granted, yes, super proud, I have three board certifications in medicine, which is crazy certifications in aromatherapy, clinical hypnosis. I mean, I'm researching all kinds of out of the box, you know, integrative and complementary therapies and um, probably should be certified in nutrition with how much experience and research I've done with that. And considered a national pediatric integrative medicine leader, you know, moving that field forward to elevate its healthcare implementation, publishing multiple manuscripts and research abstracts and posters and developing novel educational curricula and projects, you know, building several out of the box clinics from scratch. And, but ultimately, you know, all that productive stuff and all those accomplishments didn't mean as much, but this, it was just ultimately about my spirit and how much I truly care about people and truly want them to heal. And it was about love and having a loving relationship, you know, with my husband and, you know, really putting as much energy as I can into that and being present for those surrounding me, not only my patients call, you know, but my colleagues, the nurses, the staff, the families, you know, I work with and, and my family and uh, overcoming, extremely difficult situations and growing from them. I mean, that's what we should celebrate. Um, always wanting to learn and improve again, though, this can be a search for more worthiness, but it's also an amazing quality, especially for those of us who hunt for real information and want to help themselves and who's a go-getter and takes initiative and highly motivated um, just so we can learn and grow from our mistakes. Um, and, you know, these major difficult life altering situations that we do have to overcome and we can overcome. Um, and so, yeah, maybe our strengths can be our greatest weakness, our kryptonite in a way. Um, but loving deeply, being incredibly generous when I have the resources to do so um, is also something we need to celebrate. I mean, just the just these little qualities, these personal qualities that we have. So not just necessarily our accomplishments. I don't think that's what we should measure ourselves by. So, I mean, you get the picture, but it is important to do um, kind of a daily journaling or even just a daily meditation practice. Oh, as my alarm goes off. Um, so, you know, this episode does touch on just a little bit of the emotional pain that we kind of stuff into our bodies that are on the same pathways of the pain pathways. So the emotional pathways work right together with the pain pathways physiologically and anatomically. And so when we do have emotional pain, it can lead to chronic pain. And there's this threshold, you know, the more emotional junk, the more trauma, um, the more stressors that we have ultimately just builds up. And then sometimes we just crash. Um, but there's so much more to come on this. And maybe even if you're interested in sharing your story, um, maybe your journey through chronic pain, if you know it, um, and if you don't, that's fine. But um, even if you do start to get in touch with that side of yourself that's screaming to be heard, um, you can head on over to Instagram at health underscore is underscore power. I mean, comment there because we're going to post all week on pain to kind of correlate with this podcast episode on healing from chronic pain or just, you know, direct message us or DM us and, um, and we'll kind of see maybe if we want to do an episode with any of you that are interested um, and just kind of do like a little interview and just share, you know, what's helped you from chronic pain. 
also, if you're interested on how to journal and meditate and manifest the life you were kind of meant to live, then also head over to Instagram and let us know because then we'll probably do a whole new episode on this um, and maybe even do like a workshop too, which um, come to talk about workshops and or masterclasses, head over to um, www.healthispower.com and sign up for our email um, list um, that goes out each week. It goes out each Monday and then we'll also kind of have some little freebies here and there. But um, we're going to share a lot about our membership launch um, that will launch probably within September, um, late September, I imagine. And um, if you want to, um, you can either email us at hello at healthispower.com or direct message us at Instagram. And, um, or you can just go ahead and sign up for our email um, newsletter. And what's going on right now is that we do have a free goodie that ends this week, Friday, September 4th. So it's only going to be around for, uh, what, six more days. So real body feels nutrition guide by Randy Evans, um, his healthy eating plan, by the way, it's $90. Otherwise it's going to be free for all of the hip podcast listeners who sign up for the email. Um, and we're only going to give this event after the Friday, September 4th, we're only going to give this to members when our membership site launches within the next month. And so Randy Evans built this over years of research. It's all evidence-based. Um, it's kind of what we should be doing. It's an easy um, way to implement healthy eating into your life to get started with nutrition as the foundation for healing. And um, Randy Evans is kind of one of just a few master's level integrative and functional dietitians um, with a master's degree. And he also uh, works with several huge performance um, athletes, including the NFL players, um, especially when they get injured or need to recover um, and get back to play. So yeah, stay tuned. Um, uh, if you do want to be on that wait list for Health is Power's membership, club, just um, send us an email or sign up for that email uh, newsletter on our website or um, grab uh, Randy's Real Body Feels Nutrition Guide and that way you can get on our email list. So I'll be sending out more um, nitty gritty details on our email on like kind of the first monthly health topic that's going to go out kind of like a masterclass. We'll have um, either a webinar or a masterclass on a specific topic, which the first month topic is going to be removing the mental, emotional, spiritual blocks to your health recovery. And we'll have a workbook that goes with it. So it'll be a PDF workbook and a health challenge that goes along with the topic and an invite to our private Facebook group where my team and I will show up throughout the week to help work through this monthly health goal. So um, that's it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. It's so good to be with you guys. Um, and I will see you over on Instagram or next week's episode. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. That means so much to us. If you enjoyed and found this podcast episode helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already, rate us if you haven't, and review us if possible on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you're at. Supporting our podcast brings really this awesome information to more women everywhere. And together with you, we really truly can further our mission 
for all women to be their healthiest and most powerful selves. Without you, we couldn't reach as many of these women that need the help that we can offer. So find us on Instagram at health underscore is underscore power. Snap a pic anytime, tag us that we know who you are and what you'd like to hear about on the show even maybe some of your pain points, struggles, or more resources um, that you'd like to know more about. And you can check um, out healthispower.com. That's our website, which has the show notes, but also uh, our episodes are embedded on that website with informational articles, recipes, um, and more. Peace, love, and power.